Hello everyone and welcome to the CMO Stories podcast episode 44 already. My name is Yuri Bilast and I'm your podcast host. I'm in Belgium, as you know probably if you heard uh, my previous podcast episodes. And today we have a guest who is located at this moment, I would say, because you have traveling a lot, Chris, in Zurich. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm well here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I always like to have people on my podcast from everywhere who are specialized in a certain subject. My previous podcast episode, I had a guest who was specialized in email marketing and you, Chris, are specialized in video marketing. So guys, who is Chris? Chris Weir, I must say. It's a difficult <laughs> name for me to, to pronounce. You know, I always say the same in my podcast episodes. But Chris Weir, guys, is a video producer and a business owner with over 20 years of experience in the industry. He's focusing on B2B videos. And Chris has created animation videos for events and sales presentations, commercials. And now he works with business owners to help them create their own videos and only cares about results. So Chris, yeah, I'm also in the B2B. Eh? And so my first question would be, obviously perhaps, but I want to know how you think about it. Where should someone with a B2B business be making videos? That is a great place to start. Yeah, so I would say LinkedIn is pretty much the only place you need to be for B2B marketing right now. And mm -hmm. part of the reason for that is that there's not that many people making content on LinkedIn, less than 1% of the actual user base is making content. And a fraction of that is making good content. Right. There are people putting things out that are getting lots of views and getting some traction, but half the time you might look at this and go, well, what does this have to do with business? It doesn't really inform me. It doesn't tell me anything. It's just getting views and comments and discussions going. So if you are serious about B2B sales, LinkedIn is the only place to be. And video is one component of a marketing strategy there. Obviously, you can do articles, you can do text posts, you can do all kinds of things there. But video is a piece of it that I recommend people really embrace if they haven't started to already. Okay. So this means because you always have a primary, I would say, platform where you're making content for. So for you, LinkedIn is the primary platform when you're making a video. And do you, in that case, also repurpose the video on other platforms if you think that LinkedIn is the only place for me to be? I actually don't repurpose to other places mainly because most of my content is focused on the LinkedIn audience and it's very specific to them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we experimented with that, putting some things out on Instagram, putting them out on Facebook, and they just don't get the same reaction. So I really try and recommend that people create content specifically for each platform, okay. unless it's something like a podcast right. where it's very easy to take a much longer piece of content and chop it up and put it out on, on other pieces of on other platforms to then push people then to your podcast as the main place that maybe you want them to go and subscribe. So I recommend if you're going to do short form content, make individual things for each platform, because, you know, I see people putting out things that they made for TikTok on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and maybe it works for them. For me, 
I'm not a TikTok person. <laughs> I just know yeah. that that's not my place. Yeah. And so I really recommend creating custom pieces of content for each platform if that's what you're going to do. Yeah. So it's worth the effort to really don't just copy and just make uh, the content really as the platform wants it, eh? the format at the platform. And what about the length? Because, of course, people are on LinkedIn. They, you know, they are scrolling through the feed. You want them to stop, of course, you need to hook and so on. But what is, for in your experience, the ideal length of a LinkedIn video? If people are just getting started, I usually tell them, don't worry about the length or the runtime of your video. If it's going to be your first video, usually say what you have to say, get it done. Because oftentimes that can stop people from getting it done is going... Oh, no, I rambled on too long. The video's four and a half minutes. I didn't really love how I kind of went off on a tangent and talked about whatever. And then they don't just don't post it. They never they never get around to posting it. Yeah. If you're committed to creating video content specifically for LinkedIn, don't worry about it too much at the beginning. Just commit to putting out your first video and saying, I'm going to put this out for once a week for, let me try it for a month. Let me try it for three months Yeah, and see if I can start to get some traction, see if I can get some responses from my niche, from my business community, as far as, as, far as generating conversations. And if you do, then start to worry about, okay, I'm going to try and make my points faster or more clearly or more quickly and start to get the runtime down. Once you're kind of in a rhythm, I recommend probably no more than three minutes should be a video. Right. Ideally in that one to two minute range because people's attention spans are very short. But I've had videos on LinkedIn that are seven and eight minutes long that great responses because the content is really good. You know, I did one video that was just about how do you get subtitles into your videos? Because a lot of people just don't know how oh, to do yeah. that. Yeah. So I just... Let the camera roll. I went through the whole tutorial and put that out there and people really valued that. So depending on the content, like let's say you're going to be talking about, you know, a lead gen strategy that really works for you. People will watch a five, 10 minute video on that if it's really delivering content. But as a general rule of thumb, I'd probably say one to two minutes is good. Yeah. And then, of course, you have different ways to make a video. Eh? You can have to make the video attractive. You can have it different camera images or but if someone's just starts what is how how yeah what would you advise how to make this video so for the most part i even work with clients who now are just self-recording and they're just going to use their phone yeah the camera on our phones is so incredible like I've been doing video for over 20 years and, you know, I probably would have killed this camera <laughs> when I started because it's so incredible. I mean, they, they put this camera next to a red camera, which is a professional film camera that they shoot feature length films on. And for most people, they can't tell the difference between the image quality. So you don't really need fancy equipment to get started. I would say use your phone use a selfie stick as a tripod, put it on your desk and just get going. You can get more fancy with it as you go, but to get started, that's really all you need. For some of the clients that I'm working with, we'll also do screen captures where okay. maybe we'll record on Zoom and then they'll share a screen and they might want to walk through a piece of software or something on their company's website that they want to show off. That's an easy way to do that. Pretty much 
really whatever you have, just get started with. But like the phone is a great camera and I totally recommend just using what you have. Okay. And then the phone that's okay. That is just investment in the phone. And I would say in the time that you need. And of course, if you want to have someone to edit it and, but if you go, I would say a step further, you want a bit more professional. What are the budgets that people need to have in mind uh, for that? So I do think that there is a good plan towards evolving the quality of your videos as you go, because especially right now on LinkedIn, if you put out a video, you're probably going to get a good response from your network because it's such a professional environment mm -hmm. to put yourself out there and say, Hey, I'm going to talk to you every single week and talk about what I know. You're kind of taking a risk because like, if you don't look good, you look bad. Yeah. So you need to, like, <laughs> you're taking a little bit of a risk. As you first get started, using your phone is fine and just putting that out there. What we're doing with clients as we go is we're giving them branding as well as their videos evolve and kind of giving them coaching and notes and saying, okay, well, you recorded, you know, four videos last month all in your office. What if you record a couple from your backyard? Just right. because people get used to the look of things and they want to be surprised, they want to be delighted, they want to be entertained. I have one client who likely recorded a car from his Tesla because it just, it looked cool, you know. He's talking about the same kind of stuff, but the, just the background is changing, he's driving, and you know, it grabs people's attention to get that different look and feel. So as you go, it's probably worth investing some budget into even just finding somebody on Fiverr or somebody on Odesk or something like that to do some kind of branding, adding subtitles goes a long way. Those kinds of elements really help. So yeah, probably you don't need that initially, but then as you go along, you, you want to do things to kind of increase the quality as you go. Right. And actually, yeah, you can, of course, outsource it or you can do things yourself. What are the skills actually that you need if you want to do it yourself? Or just if you know you want to make a good impression on video, what are the skills that uh, you need? So I don't really recommend scripting everything out like word for word. Mm -hmm. I recommend drafting an outline of what you want to talk about. So a good place to start is, you know, write down the 10 FAQs that you get from clients. Right. And that can almost be 10 different videos. Then once you have the answers to those questions, look at it, look at the answer that you have. Don't verbatim, don't put it into a teleprompter app, just look into the camera and talk. Right. And that's pretty much the only skill set you need. Now, most people are going to screw up they're going to misspeak and they're going to lose their train of thought. Maybe or not know what the third point was that they had on their list. Yeah. And oftentimes people then go, okay, I've got to go all the way back to the beginning and record mm -hmm. everything again. You don't usually need to do that, but it does take some skill to learn how to pick up where you lost your train of thought and fin start a sentence that's going to dovetail in an edit with whatever you just said. And so I do work with people to figure out like, okay, everything you just said is great. All we really need you to say now is, and the last question that we often ask for clients is how fast can it get done? Well, usually our work, our time frame is six to eight weeks or two months or whatever. 
and then you know whatever they want to close the video with so they don't have to then go back and remember all the things that they yeah. just said and redo it all again perfectly just to get it all on one take so that is a skill set and it is a talent you know i i have one person that i work with and she just every time it's one and done she just never has to do a second take that's pretty rare yeah um, most people i need a lot of takes when i record things so that's one skill is just learning how to talk to cameras i'm sure you probably learned over doing this content that you create yeah it, it's by doing it eh? and i you know i have also my youtube channel now i'm more focusing on my podcast which will also be a video podcast i sent you when we are preparing the podcast but yeah it's a skill if you practice you can do it and what i felt like you know the first time that i record a video that's the best time and also my last take and everything in between it's like you know it's it's the first time that you do it it's like really spontaneously and at the end right. you say, okay just one more time and then often and, and you know my last videos were just one take i just did them you know and it should not be too perfect either people can see that right. it's natural they know, okay, English is not my native language. So if I make a mistake, okay, then it's okay. That, that's me. But of course, sometimes things can happen. Like for my podcast, it can happen. I had someone that has a parrot in his room and the parrot was starting to make noise suddenly. And I said, okay, yeah, we need to, you know, we need to get out or someone entering the room or stuff like this. Sometimes things can happen and then you need to, um, yeah, be able to edit it. I was just saying, I just repeat the last thing that I said, or I just took a word or I just repeat the question. And yeah, that's just natural, you know, it's not perfect. And people really, you know, not going to mind if they just notice something, you know, in the video. So, uh, yeah, I guess right. what you said, it's just doing it by practicing. And that's also one of the questions, of course. <laughs> people are always impatient to see when are the results coming. I make this video and, you know, I don't get any reaction. So how much patience do we need to have or how much content i, I guess it's different right you know, but do we need to put out to see results i recommend putting out one video a week and that's to me for most businesses is plenty of content right because if you put out more than that you really have to be delivering at an extremely high level of quality as far as keeping people entertained, educating mm -hmm. them, you know, and inspiring them to take action to potentially work with you. One video a week is plenty and it gives you that constant like space where you're constantly in front of people. They're constantly seeing your face every single week. And right. you sort of, you set a standard for yourself that like kind of like going to a networking event, like I'm going to show up every single week. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be delivering value you know, and no one's asked me to do this. I just want to provide value for my network and for potential clients. So one video a week, I think is, is plenty. Usually what we do is we record all the videos for clients in one, two hour session, and then they get all those videos within 10 days. And if they have any revisions or anything changes, then we can just make those. And that works out well because it's a pretty low commitment as far as what they have to commit to creating content, but then they have their all of their content for the month. Right. You know, there's people like Gary V who are out there going, Oh, you need to be putting out 10 posts a day on LinkedIn right. and 20 tweets and all this stuff. And it's like, he has time for that because he has like 50 people working for him and more energy than anyone. Yeah. probably. But 
for most people that are running a business, like they don't have time to do that. And I don't think you need to. I think you, if you try to do too much content, you can end up um, distancing your audience because your, your, your quality is going to suffer. So I really recommend starting with one video a week. And if you can do more, do more. But for most of my clients, that's all I need. Yeah, I think if the key is to be consistent, of course, for your audience that you show up every week, as you said, that's what I'm also doing with my podcast. It's uh, like commitment to my audience that I need to do this. And of course, like today, I'm recording two podcast episodes. So like you do it for clients, you do it and whole, you know, they are in the flow and they're making one video after the other, I guess. And then you have content and they can sleep at night because they know my content, right. my content is done. It's but, done. Right. But then there is, an, uh, there is another question, of course, eh, Chris, that uh, <laughs> what is the content that he will talk about? Because I imagine that clients say, okay, yeah, it's good to make video, but what am, what am I going to talk about? What do you tell them? Right, right. Uh, let me just um, let me just pull this up. I um, turn my improvised side lighting here on. I'm okay. losing light at the end of the day here. So the question is, what do you talk about? Yeah, what the, if the clients comes? Yeah, you're going to make videos. For instance, I don't know how much how many videos you make, but let's say that you make ten videos, and then they say they right. new client, and they say, okay, Chris, I want to be visible on, on, on LinkedIn, but what should I talk about? So I usually the way that I start with folks is I have a list of like probably 50 questions and we spend an hour and a half and I interview them and talk about a range of things from, you know, their business, the details of how they run their business and the products and services they offer, but also just who you are as an individual. What do you care about? Right. Because yes, people are going to make a decision based upon, can you do the work? But in addition to that, they want to work with somebody that they like. And if you are a family person, if you really care, you know, Mm -hmm. about your family and you do a lot of that, there's nothing wrong with making a post occasionally about what's going on with your family. Like, are you guys going on vacation? Like what's happening this, this summer? What's going on with your kids? If you're really into a certain sport, you know, there's nothing wrong with occasionally making a post about your favorite sports team. How does that apply to your business? Like what major win did they just have that applies to you? Because informs people on these adjacent topics around who you are, what you care about, what you really believe. And then even if I can't work with you, let's say, you know, there's a guy who I've worked with who has a manufacturing supplies company. He also is a weightlifter. The weightlifting content that he's put out, even though I'm not really a weightlifter, it gives me like a piece to kind of connect with him and go, oh yeah, that's Brian. He's really into weightlifting and fitness. And he also has this supply company. Whereas if he just does the the manufacturing supplies, it's really hard for me to like really connect with him as a person. But now that I know that other piece, it helps me remember him. It helps me understand what he cares about. And now in my mind, he becomes this weightlifting guy who has this business. So that then when I'm thinking of people and I'm talking to people, he's more solid in my mind as a fully formed person. So I really recommend having a few things that you like to talk about. I wouldn't go crazy with it and be talking about one mm-hmm. off the wall topic this week and one off the next week. But I really recommend having a few things that you come back to, 
you know, time and time again, that people start to understand, like, this is what you care about. This is what you're passionate about. And that informs us as to who you are as a person. Right. And I guess you also have your ideal client that you would like to work with. Is there, do you have specific, I would say, preference for type of clients, type of businesses? I would say usually my ideal client is somebody who's a business owner who has 10 to 20 employees. It's a small business. They probably have been responsible for most of their sales and they're looking to create a system so that they don't have to be doing all of their sales all the time. Generally, people who are kind of like big idea people, they like talking about like concepts and business strategies and stuff like that, as well as the minutia of their business work well with video. So those would probably be the types of people that I gravitate towards as far as helping them create content. Okay. And then uh, also an interesting question because, you know, the world is moving, you know, there is web trees coming, there is AI coming. Video production is also, I think things are moving in video production. Where do you see the future of video production going in the next years? Yeah, it's really interesting. It's been pretty interesting to be seeing where it's come from and seeing where it's going. So, you know, like 20 years ago, it was, you know, you needed a commercial on TV. Then it was like you needed a video for your website. Now you really need a video strategy. You need to be thinking about what, how many videos are we putting out this year and what do they say about our business? And do we need to have FAQ videos on our website? And like, how are we incorporating video into our business? I think it's probably going to continue this way. And I think that as people learned public speaking 20, 10, 20 years ago, all these younger Gen Y kids are all coming up having wanted to be YouTube stars. Right. And so they've just incorporated video into their normal everyday life. They're making TikToks. They're making all these videos every single day. And they're going, they're bringing this into the business world. And I do think it is a skill just like public speaking. Whereas if you didn't learn public speaking 10, 20 years ago, you probably didn't move up in the ranks in corporate America. Mm -hmm. If you're afraid of making a video, it's something you need to get over because it's just a piece. It's just another like business skill now. Right. And it, it used to be this big ordeal to be, Oh, I'm making a video today. It's like, I mean, with my company, we make videos every day just as communication to each other, just because it's faster than having a meeting. Mm -hmm. So it is something I think people just need to get comfortable with. I think going through the pandemic and having to be on camera, be on Zoom a lot more probably made a lot people more comfortable with it. But it does get trickier, I'm sure, as you know, when there's nobody on the other side to go give you an affirming nod or say, yes, you're just kind of talking to nobody. And it does take special skill to learn how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that too. So for me, making content like we are doing right now in a conversation, for me, at least that, that's more easier than, you know, if I make a solo podcast, because then I'm concentrating mm -hmm. on, you know, on my story, on my, my stuff. And I know that people that are listening to it, that it should make sense. And we have a conversation. You have a lot of, of richness, of course, in the conversation. You don't know always where it is going. So yeah, uh, I think people that want to start up, 
about, maybe that's a good tip that they don't do it alone. Chris, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, and I think for the purposes of getting started, I think it does help to have somebody to talk to, even if it's somebody in your house. Yeah. Who's going to sit, you know, behind your camera and kind of give you someone to talk to, even if it's just like right behind the camera lens and you can kind of see them, see them nod, see them, you know, kind of responding to you. That goes a long way. Yeah. And also the questions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that makes uh, totally sense. So that they ask you a question. I did also, you know, they made videos about me also on certain occasions. And then just this person filming was just asking a question, but then they only, you know, use my answer, you know, right. For the video right. compilation. So that's a good way to do it if you answer a question. Right. Okay, Chris, uh, you gave a lot of useful tips. And I guess people, if they are interested in uh, making a video or if they just want to connect with you to follow you and to see what the content is that you're putting out on LinkedIn, is LinkedIn then the best way, of course, I guess, to follow LinkedIn you? LinkedIn is where I would say, yeah, find me on there. That's where I'm the most active. I'm sure they can see my name probably in the podcast description. Right. In the show. Yeah. Yeah. W-E-I-H-E-R. Right. Yeah. It will be in the podcast description, of course, also in the show notes and uh, with the link so that people can find you on LinkedIn and enjoy your content. So thank, thank you, you so much, Chris. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I really appreciate this. This was awesome. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. So guys, thank you all for listening or to watching to this podcast episode. Again, we learned a lot today. It was about video marketing. So if you enjoyed this, be sure to share it with your friends, with your followers, because I think everyone can always learn something about marketing or about video. So thank you very much. If you don't follow my show yet, be sure to hit the subscribe button. And of course, I would like to see you in the next podcast episode. Bye.